Well, it's a beautiful Thursday morning. We are sitting here in the studio, live at 11 a.m. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot to do this morning, and we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I would recommend if you're going to sit here for this whole thing, grab some popcorn, grab a smoothie or a shake or whatever you like to drink in the morning, and sit back and enjoy the ride because we are going to have a lot, and I mean a lot, to break down in the next hour. Oh, yeah, we are. Coming up here on the Pro Shop Podcast. Tyler Reigns along with Jigmy Kelsang again. So, Jigmy, how are you feeling this beautiful Thursday? Feeling good. A little bit exhausted because, you know, early morning classes are are usually a little bit tough to get used to. But here we are, right, uh, sitting in the studio recording this podcast. And uh, it's a beautiful Thursday morning and hope everyone is having a great day so far. And so we're going to get into some Mississauga Steelheads now. Yeah, you know, we were we were talking about it before we did the podcast, before we sat down, and we were just thinking, how can we change this up a bit? And I think that this time we're going to open up with the OHL first because it's, you know, the Steelheads, what people might not realize is this: the whole goal that we were trying to do here is grow the OHL mm-hmm. and to kind of raise awareness about how important it is. Yeah. And the reason being is because tomorrow's NHL prospects are playing in this league right now. So it's just, again... It's something that needs to be addressed, is the fact that the Steelheads are an important team. The OHL is an important league. So, we're going to open up with the Steelheads. So, of course, over the week, <clears throat> excuse me, over the weekend, the Oshawa Generals had two, or uh, the Mississauga Steelheads had two wins. Yep. It was a 4-2 win in Oshawa against the Generals, and the next night it was a 5-2 win against the Barry Colts. So, in that game, the scorers for the Steelheads were, uh, James Hardy was his, with his 20th of the year, uh, Chad Sharp with his first career OHL goal, which we were talking about last time. Mm-hmm. Ty Collins and uh, James Hardy got the empty netter for his 21st. So let's talk about James Hardy for a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, James Hardy's having a heck of a season so far. Um, looking looking at the past two games that he's been um, on a roll here, um, he's, got, he's got goals. He's, at, he's got 20, 20th of the season against the uh, uh, Oshawa Generals. Um, and he had his 21st as well and he also scored his 22nd of the year against the Barry Colts so you look in, you look at James Hardy and the way that he's going to be an elite prospect and an elite NHL player when he gets into the league but he's got a heck of a release too I mean he's got he's got that snapshot that nobody else has and I think that's going to be a, a big factor into helping the NHL clubs who are going to be looking at this prospect and this young kid um you know he he's he's gonna he's gonna elevate to the next level, and he's gonna bring hockey back to the entertaining level that it should be at, and I think he's gonna be an interesting uh, prospect and player to look at right now. Absolutely, and the thing that I really wanted to point out about James Hardy was as well. Now, in addition to his wicked release, he has he's got an incredible shot. As I was saying earlier in the year, um, his skating has improved so much since last season. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a lot faster. I'd say he's about probably ten times faster than he was last year. Uh, and he's got a tremendous goal scoring ability. He's in the right place at the right times. Yeah. Uh, when he gets passes from guys like Harley, Washkarak, Schwint, he's right there, and he knows the exact spots to get in. He's a great playmaker as well. Yeah, he's got 15 assists on the year, 22 goals, 15 assists. Mm-hmm. It's a new career high in goals for him with with 22. So I think he's if we're if we're talking draft wise, what NHL Central scouting had him is ranked in the seventh round. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go higher than that. And I think yeah. he's going to be a very, very underrated player. Mm-hmm. Whatever club picks him up, yeah, they are going to have an amazing time developing his game. He's already polished it off very well this year yeah. under head coach and GM James Richmond for the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's having himself quite the year. He's proving why he should be mm-hmm. a, a top pick in the draft. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to you have to kind of question yourself, where is he going to go then? If they haven't ranked at seventh round, mm-hmm. where would be an appropriate spot to put him? Now, personally, I think the season's half over, right? What I think is, let him finish out the season. I, I'm, I'm going to project he's going to go somewhere third or fourth round. Yeah. That's what I say. Because if you look at Cole Schwint last year, he went in the, th- in the uh, third round to Florida. Well, well I, I kind of think differently because the way that he's performing is on an elite level and he's performed consistently on a nightly basis. And so what I think is more fair to him and his his play and his uh, record so far in his seasons he's played for the Steelheads, I believe he can go at least second round uh, at, at the very earliest. But I don't know. Things can change. That's exactly how you said. Let's see how he ends the season. Let's see how the Steelheads and how far they can go. Uh, I mean, James Hardy is going to be that that kid to watch, and he's going to be a dangerous player. He's he's had again a wicked release, and that's going to help teams really um, boost their scoring uh, a lot. And so we're going to have to watch out for these young prospects from the Steelheads and the OHL because right now they're a lethal threat. Exactly, and a- another draft eligible prospect is Ulla Bjorkvikholm, who is the uh, the Norwegian. Superstar defenseman of the Steelheads. Yeah. So he, uh, unfortunately, was suspended indefinitely for a, a check to the back of an Oshawa Generals player during the Oshawa game. But I think, personally, he is going to be a solid defender. I don't think he's going to be a, a top, top prospect. I think he's going to be a very solid defender for whatever club can pick him up. And that's another player you really have to watch out for because he may not be like a, a top point getter. He's got 14 points in 43 games, one goal and 13 assists. Yeah. But he's very defensively savvy. Mm-hmm. It, he can break up plays very well. Yeah. He seems to be able to make beautiful stretch passes when they can. Uh, he's just defensively, he's a machine. Mm-hmm. And playing with Thomas Hartley, who's an offensive defenseman, complements his game very well. Yeah. So I think that he's another one that you really have to watch out for. And, uh, one player who is extremely, extremely, extremely underrated is Nicholas Canati. Oh yeah. The reason why I'm I'm talking about him, you're you're kind of getting a sense by the t- all the times I talk about him. He's one of my favorite players to watch on the ice. So, I mean, like looking at the game that he had against the Barry Colts, oh, he he had a his he second hat trick of, of January. Yeah, I mean he had his twelfth, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Yeah, I mean he he's he's having one heck of a season. Um, I mean, he, he's he's going to be a great player. Uh, just looking at all these young players that are going to be up and coming into the NHL and well, what they can bring to those NHL clubs is going to be one thing, uh, one interesting thing to watch out for. And are we looking at teams like Toronto maybe uh, if he does get drafted there, right? We're looking at the offense that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have already brought into those uh, into the locker room, into the ice. Right. So now I've, we look at like what NHL clubs would we see uh, players like James Hardy and Nicholas Canadi go into? Well, f- for one, because you got to think James Hardy, he's turning to or uh, Nicholas Canadi is turning twenty, right? Yeah. So I think it's he's past his second year of eligibility, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But he is a guy that can play both the wing and defense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's something that a lot of clubs need. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a perfect fit personally for the Toronto Maple Leafs because they need a strong defender and he's definitely that. Last yeah. year, uh he played a good chunk of the chunk of the season on defense. Mm-hmm. So for him to play defense is phenomenal. He's very yeah. good at it, but he can also play the wing. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs are in need of a depth forward, but mm-hmm. they're also in need of a defenseman. I yeah. think he would be the perfect utility player, even for the Marlies, just for the, the mm-hmm. first little bit. I think that they could use him. Yeah. I think the Leafs could definitely use him. Uh, a player like James Hardy, definitely going to be a top six forward. That's without a doubt. I can I can say without a doubt he's going to be a top six forward. Personally, I would see him fitting maybe into an Ottawa Senators type system, mm-hmm. a system that's a, a team that's going to be rebuilding for a little while. That's going to have like a a, a bunch of top tier prospects. I could maybe see him going to Nashville. Yeah, because you look at the amount of talent that's in Nashville: uh, Mikhail Granlund, Matthew Shane, Kyle Turris, Philip Forsberg. Yeah, he could fit in well there once some of those guys get traded off. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, maybe Nashville, Ottawa type, a team that's rebuilding. Yeah, so definitely. do we look at teams like New Jersey maybe? It's possible, yes, because after trading Taylor Hall away, yeah. they're definitely going to have a big hole in that, that top if six. Can help, maybe if it can help Jack Hughes, that line that would be very helpful for Nicholas Canade to get in part two. Definitely. And, and they do need defense. If let's Let's put an example out there for P.K. Subban who's being uh, linked to many teams for the trade. But if he does get moved, Nicholas Canade can really step into those, step into that role because not only, like you said earlier, that he is a versa- versatile player. Yes. He's got skill in every part of the ice. He can not, not only play offense, he can play defense. He's and a tremendous that's, defender. That's, that's very rare to see in NHL players exactly. and OHL players. The versatility that he has... Playing the wing and playing defense is two important pieces of the ice that are really important to NHL clubs, and I think he will fit perfectly in New Jersey. And the, I almost actually I almost forgot about this, but uh, you have to look at Nicholas Canadi and Jack Hughes. They grew up together, first off, so that's one stepping stone that they could definitely yeah. have good chemistry together. Second, Canadi mm-hmm. was at prospect camp last yeah. year for the Devils, and he was playing defense there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very possible the Devils could sign him. Yeah, coming off of the OHL. I think he would be a good fit in New Jersey, not only because he has chemistry with Jack Hughes, yeah, uh, he's got chemistry with Mike McLeod and Nathan Bastian as well, mm-hmm. who were former Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah, uh, personally, I think New Jersey would be a great fit for him. Oh yeah, uh, he's got 14 goals. He's got 31 points in 36 games this year. That's mm-hmm. a new OHL career high. So, not only that, but he's got he's probably the fastest, arguably the fastest guy yeah. on the Steelheads team right now. And he can hit like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. The guy is like what? He's like what? Five nine? He's five nine, and he hits like he's seven foot two. Yeah. So the what? What NHL team wouldn't want that? Mm-hmm. That's exactly something that you need. Uh, going into the Barry Colts game, of course, as you know, Nicholas Canada gets a hat trick. It's twelve, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Yep. Uh, Mississauga takes the game five two. Yep. So coming up, we've got a a couple of. Pretty big games coming up. Uh, the Niagara Ice Dogs in Niagara tonight. Yep. And we've seen, of course, as we were talking about last time, Akil Thomas dealt off by the by the Ice Dogs. Phil Tomasino dealt off by the Ice Dogs. So yeah. they're sort of in a retool slash rebuild stage. And see, the thing with that is, too, um, Niagara's a tough team. And yeah. they always seem to have Mississauga's number whatever whatever year it is. They have, yeah. for, a while, they have for a while, and they will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. 
The key to the Steelheads winning tonight, mm-hmm. strong defensive play, strong offensive play. Yeah. And if Kai Edmonds is starting tonight, you need yeah. to expect something great out of him. Yeah. Joe Ranger, like I I I I'd really love to see Joe Ranger play some more games. Yeah. Because he's a phenomenal young goal. And I think that he just he needs a shot. Mm-hmm. He needs a shot. So and then uh, of course the next night you got the Peterborough Pete's at home. Yep, Nicholas Akeel Robertson Thomas. and Akil Thomas. Yep. yep. Semyon Durogachinsev as well. So t- two Leaf prospects and Akil Thomas. Not bad. They are prospect rich to say the very least. And Nick Robertson. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's and that's the uh that's the Steelheads Bell Let's Talk game. So that's another thing that I really want to touch on is um how important mental health is. Yes, yes, yes. And being myself someone who's gone through a lot, uh, I've been bullied pretty much out throughout my entire uh my entire tenure in middle school. Mm-hmm. It's always important to talk to somebody. If if you personally are getting bullied or you know somebody who is, let them know that they're not alone. Yes. If yes. you if somebody there who you know is going through a crisis, be there <laughs> for them. Mhm. Be available to talk to them. Yes. Yeah, so on behalf of the Pro Shop Podcast crew, we would like to express uh, to please, please be kind to one another. Um, if you need someone to talk to, uh, please talk to a, a trusted adult. Uh, please speak to a teacher, guidance counselor, or whoever you can trust. Um, it, it, it takes one voice to make a difference, and it takes you. So please, please spread the hashtag Bell Let's Talk on Bell Let's Talk Day. Uh, it's so important because mental health is not being um, looked at as such a serious thing, but really it is. Um, and we need more awareness about it, and you can be that change. So please, don't be afraid. Talk to somebody if you do need to help. If you do need help. Uh, we're here for you, and we're supporting all of you guys who are dealing with mental health issues. Uh, we've been through it ourselves. We know what it's like. So... Yeah. And in addition to that, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna link some websites and some phone numbers that you can call below if you just need to talk to somebody. Um, you really just feel like you know you don't want to go to counseling or you want to keep it anonymous. Kids Help Phone is a great option. Yeah, uh, you could talk to a government representative who can help you as well. Mm-hmm. There are tons of great programs out there that can help you. So I'm gonna link those down as well. Yeah. And uh, as I was saying about the Steelheads and then the superhero game. Yeah. Black Panther themed jerseys. And isn't that on against Sunday, the Rangers? Against the Kitchener Rangers. Yeah. Jacob Ingham's return home. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Jacob Ingham was a fan favorite goaltender for us. Uh, 2016-17 was his rookie year, and ever since, I think that he was my favorite uh, favorite goalie to watch. So for him to come back, he's definitely going to get a standing over from the home crowd. That's oh, for yeah. sure. And I'm really excited to see these jerseys, too. They're going to be going up for auction, and I think 100% of the proceeds go to some... Uh, I'll have to do some research, but I think it's mental health awareness, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Now, uh, quickly wrapping up on the Steelheads. So, of course, uh, just to recap, the games this weekend include tonight against Niagara, tomorrow against Peterborough, and on Sunday against Kitchener for the superhero game. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. Tickets are available on ParamountFindFoodCenter.ca and Ticketmaster. So don't forget to get your tickets there. Now, let's talk about the Leafs. Yes. There is so much to break down in terms of Toronto Maple Leafs content and not enough time to do it. Yeah, let's let's let's. What do we have this way? I want to start off with a rumor this morning that we've been hearing yes. with the Calgary Flames. Yes. So to him, uh, the Leafs are working on uh, working the phones, and Calgary is the hot team right now. And so, according to him, he says that the Leafs are going to be trading 
Kasperi Kapanen to the Calgary Flames for TJ Brody. Now, talking about this deal, does this work for both sides? Is this a good piece coming back for the Leafs? And is that a good piece coming back for the Flames? In my opinion, I think so. And here's why I think that. Kasperi Kapanen is a great winger, but he hasn't done much for Toronto. If I'm going to be quite honest with you, Kasperi Kapanen was more of a supporting role for the Maple Leafs. He was just helping those younger players to get their scoring scoring goals much better and their records going. So I, I believe he's just a supporting role for the Maple Leafs. He wasn't going to be a major piece to the rebuild. But obviously, Calgary needed a top six forward, a right-handed shot. And they said that they want to scour the market to see where they can get it. And clearly, Calgary Flames are looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. Well, see, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Because while you think that Kapanen wasn't a major part of the rebuild, I think he definitely was. He's developed himself into a th- uh, third liner. Really good third liner. He's proven himself on the first and second line at times. He's a top six. That's for sure. Yeah. But the the problem with him is ice time. Mm-hmm. He plays very well. He just he has trouble finding ice time. And I think that's a, a, a thing with Andreas Janssen too yeah. is ice time. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. So I think the Kapanen would be extremely beneficial to the Calgary Flames. They've already got names like Sean Monaghan, Matthew Kachuk, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Gaudreau. And of course... The Leafs need a defender. Yeah. If I think it was going to be anybody, TJ Brody would be it because he's a great two-way defender. More on the defensive side, he's where he's thriving yeah. right now. I think it would be a great compliment to Tyson Berry's game while Morgan mm-hmm. Riley's out. So I think this would be an ideal no, deal. No, I, I do think that there is teams. more moving pieces to this deal. Oh, yeah. There, um, it wouldn't be one for one. I, I believe what it does sound like, if that is true, the case that Kaepernick is going to Calgary... I believe the deal will look like this. It'll be Kapanen, maybe a, a, sec, a third rounder or a second rounder, and going to Calgary, coming back for Maybe TJ like a, Brody, a Sam Bennett type with Sam Bennett coming back to the Maple Leafs. So I would agree with that, yeah. Because, I mean, Sam Bennett, of course, former fourth overall pick, didn't really work yeah. out in Calgary that much. Uh, he's a good depth forward. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Leafs need, I think. Plus, who doesn't want the epic mustache? You know what I mean? Like, playoff so time. So, it makes sense for both sides. Yeah. Because if Kaepernick's going to get moved, you're going to have to fill in that role of a forward. Yeah. Right? So, making that move for Sam Bennett makes sense. And also, benefiting the blue line of acquiring TJ Brody. There's your, vo- there's your vacancy already filled now. Now, the Leafs look to get a backup goalie, which has been the talk since day one. The Maple Leafs wanted to trade Michael Hutchinson, but now he's starting to get on a roll. I don't know if he's going to get traded. Things have changed. So let's see if the plans change for Kyle Dubas on the Maple Leafs. I'm going to say this. I, I, I don't think Hutch is going to be a Leaf come the trade deadline. And the reason being is because mm-hmm. he goes on hot streaks and then cold streaks. Mm-hmm. The Leafs can't afford that right now. Alexander Georgiev or David yeah. Riddick type... They were both backups, respectively mm-hmm. turned into starters of their NHL teams. Yep. And while, and, we'll, and we'll talk about Georgiev in the trade deadline preview that we're going we'll, to do we'll, next. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that in, a, in just a little bit. But for right now, what I want to focus on is um, the fact that if the Leafs are going to go after anyone, yeah, Georgiev is the ideal target. And I think mm-hmm. that they need while because you have to think about a Joseph Wall and and uh, Casimir Kaskisuo. Mm-hmm. holding down the AHL crease. 
Ian Scott yeah. still hasn't been able to play this season because of a, a season-ending injury last year. Yeah. After, you know, the Prince Albert Raiders won the WHL championship. Um, that's one thing you really have to take into consideration is when are these guys going to be ready? I think Joseph Wall mm-hmm. is slowly becoming an AHL starter. He played in yeah. college last year for, uh, was it Boston College or UMass? I'm not quite sure. I think it was UMass. Either way, um, he played in, He played last year in the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's yeah. playing his first year of pro this year. And then Ian Scott is going to be back for training camp. So I think yeah. Ian Scott's going to be a, a well-established goalie, hopefully. And they've got their goaltending future pretty much set out. Yeah. It's really a matter of getting a backup goaltender and making sure that Frederick Anderson signs long-term. That's what they need to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. So And also, uh, following upon the Jake Muzzin yes. uh, update, uh, Jake Muzzin is being uh, loaned to the Marlies for a conditioning stint. Not something major. Uh, I don't want any fans overreacting and freaking out over the news. Uh, don't read too much into it. That's what I would tell you. Don't read too much into yeah, it. Yeah, and and this is common. They they yeah. did it with Trevor Moore as well when he when he was uh they I actually believe, just uh, just about a week yeah, ago actually. Like I believe it's just to get them yeah. back into the feel of things, and then they'll call them up when they're ready. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Jake Muzzle will be back right after the All Star break, so which is going to be huge. I would assume for so. that blue line of the Maple Leafs. Yeah. So I mean, for anybody who's uh who's just completely losing their mind over this, yeah, it's it's common practice. It's like Jigme said, they send players down to the AHL to get their conditioning in. So basically, they put yeah. them in for a game or two, make sure that they're ready to go back. If they're not, put them back on the injured reserve, and then you know that's what yeah. you got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's nothing to nothing to worry about. It's actually a sign of good progress. Yeah. So really looking forward to having Jake Muzzin back. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Players like him need to stop playing injured. He had a lingering wrist injury that he's getting treatment for now. And because of that, he's not playing in the All-Star game. He's not playing in the All-Star competition, but still avoids a one-game suspension by attending All-Star weekend. Austin Matthews, okay, yes, yes, the injury is bad. Okay, yes, it is. But I think what the most important thing for the Leafs and also NHL players in general. He's getting rest. If you're injured and you know it and you feel like you're getting inj- you're injured, do not do play. Do not play. Steve Dangle mentioned it in his earlier video. He said multiple times, if you're injured and you know you are or you feel it, stay out of the lineup until you're fully recovered, then come back. Exactly. And don't take any risks because risks are scary and they're dangerous and they could be career-ending injuries. So you never know. You never know what can happen, but stay out of the lineup if you do feel like you're injured or you are. So just take that into notice because I think what is very important now is players need to wear protective gear because of so many players have already gotten the same injuries. They wore protective gear and they never got injured again. Not that seriously. So now Jake Muzzin must wear something better than that because... Protection helps you, and clearly it shows. But yeah, so of course with Matthews out, Brady Kachuk from the Ottawa Senators has been named as his replacement for the All Star Game. Well, congratulations to him; he deserves it. I agree. He's just he's a tremendous young forward, and we're going to yeah. talk more about the Senators and Brady Kachuk in just a little bit. But to wrap this up, definitely glad that Austin's getting a rest. Yeah. But it leaves me with the question: the way that Anderson's been playing recently, the way that Frederick Anderson's been playing. Yeah. It leads me to believe. Well, it leads me to ask the question, is he playing hurt? Because it certainly looks like it. 
Well, to my knowledge, I don't believe he's injured. Um, if he was, he would stay out of the lineup, and he would tell the coach that he is injured. Um, but I may be wrong. He may be hiding something that we don't know and that we are unaware of. But if that's the case, Anderson better speak up now because uh, before it's too late, once you get to the playoffs, there's no turning back. Because Anderson's going to be the number one guy to be relied on through those series. So, I mean, if you're injured, say it now. Because right now is not the time to joke around. Uh, it's the big second half of the season where the Maple Leafs are out of playoff positioning. And uh, Columbus, Philly, and Florida all all ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which is going to be a huge, huge challenge for the Maple Leafs to get back into the 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 use of things. But, I mean, it is what it is. Freddie Anderson, uh, he's been our MVP. Uh, I mean, he's been our great goalie for us. I think it's just, it's the lack of de- lack of attention to detail for the Maple Leafs. I think of, like, when they get the first goal scored on them, it's like they, they give up. They just pack up their They give up, home. exactly. And I think they need more commitment. They're, don't leave your goalie out to dry like that. He plays so well for you on a nightly basis, and then you do that to him. That's disgusting. It's not me. acceptable. That's disgusting. It's not Anderson, what an NHL team does. Okay, we shouldn't read too much into what Anderson is dealing with. I think that's nonsense. I think Anderson is a great goalie. He's MVP of the Maple Leafs. I think we're just all overreacting about Anderson. It's more based on the team. The team is not performing and leaving out the goalie to dry. So that's unacceptable. They got to fix it if they want to get back to the good, the great deal of things here. And they got to make it very clear, and they got to make a very good comeback here in the second half of the season. I can't help but notice that you use Kristen Shilton's favorite phrase. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm tired of yeah, it too. But you know what? Like it, it just it's engraved in your engraved in your mind. So it's, like, that's it's like the excuse. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So now that uh, with that being said. Um, let's get into some trade deadline yes, previews. Yes, yes. Because it is coming up on the 24th. Yes. February 24th. And this is an exciting time for, for the NHL because there are a lot of great names that are being shopped around currently. Yes. And so I have uh, right here. Let's, uh, let's uh, talk about it. First off, Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider, who's uh, age 28. Uh, his cap it is $4.625 million. Um, he's a right winger. Um He's he's got a ton of uh, skill. Um, he's got a lot of versatility again. Um, there, but there has been a lot of interest in Kreider for the last few seasons. Um, the Rangers are very, very um, serious uh, and uh, strict when it comes to Chris Kreider staying with them. They want him, and they said that they want to keep him. But if they get convinced that a deal is great for them and that can help them in one area of their game. They could make the deal happen. Now, do I think it's going to happen the deadline? Maybe. Maybe after the deadline. I don't know. Um, it's still up in the air right now, but it's going to be interesting because I think he's going to be the number one guy, that hot guy waiting at the deadline. He's going to be that major guy that everyone's going to be looking at the deadline. So interesting. Uh, interesting uh, look at it. And Tyler, what, like, what are your thoughts on Chris Kreider being maybe potentially moved at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Yeah. He needs. He wants to go to a Stanley Cup contender, and I think the Rangers want to get something back from him. I wouldn't be, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to a team like Edmonton, possibly, who needs another. I think they could use a top six forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So Edmonton could um, 
could definitely be one of those teams that's in, in contention for him. Um, another team that I could see is maybe possibly Vancouver, maybe Tampa Bay. Not that they have the cap, but I mean, it's it's very possible. Maybe LA, a team who's fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, even Arizona, even Arizona, mm-hmm. because the way that I see this is he has chemistry with Derek Stepan. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded to the Coyotes. Um, so moving on, we have uh, the second player here, Jean Gabriel Pajot. 27 years old. He's got a capital of $3.1 million. So now where do we see Pajot going if it does get dealt at the deadline? I've heard a lot about maybe the Leafs looking into Pajot. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be a good replacement kind of for maybe a Kapanen type or a Janssen type. He doesn't have a heavy cap hit, which is extremely beneficial. Yeah, And he's an amazing penalty killer. So I could see maybe uh, maybe a Toronto, maybe possibly a Montreal type even picking him up. You know how Mark Bergevin likes mm-hmm. his French players. Um, but yeah, I think he, he'll go to a team that you know really needs an excellent penalty killer. Yep. Tyler Toffoli. Yep. 27 years old as well. He's $4.6 million cap hit. Um, he's been the big talk out of the LA Kings, according to David Pagnota. Um, Nashville, start- next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Tyler Toffoli is a great player. Um, I I think he's been linked heavily to the Maple Leafs so far. He's also been heavily linked to the Bruins. And I think if I were to say where he would go, as a Maple Leafs fan, I personally want him to go to the Leafs. Well, he's from Toronto too. Like, Well, there you go. But I, I think it may be the other way because Boston, do some shopping. Boston Bruins were very close last season to acquiring him. The only problem that they had was their cap space that they had. They had issues with that, and that's why the deal fell apart. They couldn't do it, and they couldn't manage him. So, I mean, if I were the Bruins, this is the time to go after him now because you've got Bacchus down in the AHL, but still, that affects your cap. But you could still make some space in there for Tyler Toffoli. The thing is, LA is going to have to take on a... Someone's someone's heavy cap hit, and they're not going to want to do that. <clears throat> Especially being in a rebuild stage, they're definitely they they don't have a whole lot of salary cap anyway, mm-hmm. and they want to contend, right? Man, but, I remember that time when Tyler Toffoli scored like the buzzer beater against the Bruins. Oh, that was wicked. That yeah, was, that so was awesome. maybe they maybe they want to get some revenge back and acquire him and use that talent. And then of course the uh, the the top defenseman Alec Martinez. Oh yeah. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal needs another defenseman. I can see him going to a number of teams. Who's the most likely to land him, though? I can tell you this for absolute certainty. It's going to be one of the one of the teams in the Pacific. It's going to be either Arizona, Edmonton, or Vancouver. Well, there you go. Heard it from Tyler Rains here. Because he if you think about those it, teams are going to be the ones who are going to potentially land Alec Martinez. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's got four million dollar cap hit. Yeah, and if you if you look at it this way, the only thing that's not in contention Canadian team is. Uh, <coughs> Oh, no, the only two... Holy crap, never mind. I, I, I messed that one up. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it this way, in the Pacific Division, the three leaders are Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Vancouver's got a solid blue line. They don't have a lot of cap space, though, so there's going to have to be some salary retained. Yeah. They have a solid blue line, and to add Martinez so, to yeah. it... Yeah, so oh. he's got one year left on his deal. Yeah, so he would be a yeah. rental, a good rental. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think for for them to solidify a blue line, possibly that would be great. Brandon Saad. I have the perfect fit for him. Pittsburgh. Brandon Saad, which I'm looking at right now. Pittsburgh. He's a native. He's a Pittsburgh native. Yep. And plus, the Penguins are in need of a top six forward because Jake Gensel got injured. They are in need of someone who can play alongside Sidney Crosby and Geno Malkin. Brandon Saad's got a six million dollar cap hit. That's what they're gonna have to figure out. Yep. If I were Jim Rutherford, I'd get on the phone with Stan Bowman and be like, "Okay, what's your asking price?" Yeah. Galchenyuk. Yeah. There we go. Going to Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, Currently years playing old. for the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Twenty-five years old. He's got a cap hit of four point nine million dollars. Montreal. <laughs> Back to the Habs land you go. Well, that would make sense. I mean, honestly, I can see Galchenyuk maybe going the other way for Saad. I would, now, I would see now, him being involved now, in Saad. Now deal. let's 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 be real here. Is Ilya Kovalchuk gonna stay in Montreal for that long? I I don't know for sure. I think he loves the culture there. Definitely. What if they trade Galchenyuk to the Habs and they go after freaking Ilya Kovalchuk? I don't want to think about that. That's like some 2013 Montreal Canadiens type stuff. I, I, well, it's it scary, happen, man. So scary. We'll Sammy Vatanen. I don't see the devil trading him. I, I honestly, I don't see the devil trading him until the draft. I don't. Too. I, don't. I, I don't see him moving until the draft. That's a contract that you're not going to want to move until you but know, you're sure of things. Elliot Friedman, teams are calling in on Sammy, Sammy Vatanen. Um, according to multiple sources of his... his uh, Vatanen is another pending UFA in New Jersey and doesn't li- look like a contract extension with the Devils is in the cards. He's had a solid season, all things considered, with the Devils and his offensive game could help teams in need of a second or third pair defenseman with an eye for the net. So where would we see him going if he does get dealt at the uh, deadline? You know what? Honestly, I probably, again, I, w- I would maybe say Ottawa. And the reason mm-hmm. being is because, well, you know, they have a young team. And they're gonna need defense of the future. And like, despite Vatnin being twenty nine years old, um, twenty eight, twenty yeah, twenty eight. Despite him being 20, 28 years old, he's still a very well rounded defenseman. Yeah. And I think it's something they're gonna need for you know guys like uh, Eric Brandstrom, who's upcoming, Max Lajoie. They're gonna need mm-hmm. a veteran presence defender. Yeah. With that being said, let's move on to Brendan Dillon. Brendan Dillon, San Jose Sharks. Leafs. 29 years old. He's $3.27 million cap it. Uh, he's been heavily linked to the Maple Leafs and expect the Maple Leafs to kick the tires on Brendan Dillon. I would not be surprised if That's he was a Toronto Maple Leafs come February Friedman, 24th. So you can trust us. That was talked about from Elliot Friedman on Saturday Headlines. If you haven't seen that yet, check it out on Sportsnet. Uh, he did talk about the interest that the Maple Leafs did have on him and what he could offer to their blue line. And uh, he'll be a big piece of that um, puzzle for the Maple Leafs as they try to scour the market for a better defenseman. Now, do we see Cody Ceci being moved to the San Jose Sharks, maybe potentially for Brendan Dillon? It's very possible. Matt Dumba. Matthew Dumba, yes. Uh, Darren Dreger, uh, talking about insider trading, that Minnesota Wild... Uh, GM Bill Guerin has made it very clear that they want to trade Matt Dumba. They failed multiple times, but now are receiving calls a lot on Matthew Dumba, and the Leafs are being linked to that one as well, as they want to try to get that defenseman again that we're so desperately prying should, for. Should we just say the Leafs are linked to like every defenseman in the league? Just like they they, they want mean, everyone. That's, that's according <laughs> that's according to Darren Dreger. So they it, they what well, they want everyone. Um. 
man, that's I I could say probably yeah Toronto and maybe Nashville I think. So Andy Green not moving. Thirty-seven years old, five million dollar cap hit. Um, I mean, he's still old. But. He, I, I, he is going to retire a New Jersey Devil. That's what. That's what I say. He's going to retire a New Jersey Devil. That's it. Not getting moved. He ain't going anywhere. So Zach Bogosian. This is the last one that we'll get to. Like, who else is on that list? Do you want to just like? We have a lot. Oh, Georgia. So, okay, here. Georgia, Trevor Lewis, uh, Jason Zucker, Kasperi we'll Kapanen. Here, we'll do Zucker. We'll do Zucker, Georgia, Kapanen. Okay. So, this is one that I really wanted to talk about. So, Jason Zucker. Yes. Has played multiple seasons for the Minnesota Wild. Is a top six forward of theirs. There are teams that are looking for top six forwards. Minnesota's in a rebuild stage. Who's the perfect team to claim the Zuck? And I'm not talking about Mark Zuckerberg, so get that out of your head. He's a top six forward. (laughs) So, if he's... I mean... If I were Bill Guerin, if you if I were to get the best deal out of everything, it makes total sense. Send him to Calgary. Go over to Boston as well. Calgary. And and the reason why I say go over to Boston is because him and Charlie Coyle played together, right? There could yeah. definitely be some chemistry there, as much as I hate but to say keep it. Keep in mind that Calgary again Calgary Pierre needs the top had, six as well. Pierre Lebrun had said it on Insider Trading that Calgary is working the phones to find a right handed top six forward. There you so go. So there's the Z- Jason Zucker that may be headed to the Calgary Flames. And I may be wrong. He might be dealt to another team. But if it were to make sense, Calgary is the preferred destination that could really help him elevate his game more with Matthew Kachuk there, uh, Mark Giordano, uh, Johnny Gaudreau. A lot of talented. They've got an amazing honor. leadership group. And oh, then, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Bradshaw Living being one of the best GMs in the league at this moment. Yeah. So let's move into... Before we tackle Georgiev, I want to talk about Kasperi Kapanen. Oh, yeah. And as, you know, as people who follow the Leafs very closely, where would you see him going if the Leafs were to trade him? Well, didn't we already talk Calgary. about it earlier that Calgary was one of the destinations? That's Yeah, so Calgary's definitely one of them. Um, I could see maybe Vancouver. Maybe New York. Possibly, yeah, possibly the Rangers. And that links into Georgiev. And Al- yeah. and Leas Anderson. Yeah. Because if we were to say the Rangers are looking for another forward, right? Say we, we if we were to deal if we were to deal Georgiev, uh, or if, if the Rangers were to deal Georgiev to the Leafs, Kapanen would be involved in that package. One hundred. Oh, it would be much bigger though. It, yeah, one hundred percent. So but here's, he would here's be what I can here's what I can tell you where it stands right now as of this moment. So the Rangers have made it very clear. And have let it be known that the Rangers want to deal Georgiev. But it's going to take a lot of things to acquire him. It's going to take a lot of assets. And here's here's who will be involved if the Leafs are going to be acquiring him. Jeremy Bracco. Kasperi Kapanen. Maybe a second or third round pick for Elias Anderson and Georgiev which would make total sense. But you're also losing that good prospect and a good uh, young player in Brocco. But keep in mind, the Leafs made it very clear that they don't wait. They don't want to wait for development. They want to win the cup, and they want to win it now. And that's what they're going to strive for. So if I were the Maple Leafs, and if I want to win the cup now, here's your risky move that you can make now that can benefit you in the future. Exactly. 
And again, if you include Jeremy Bracco in that package, um, he's a New York native. Oh, yeah. So he would definitely want to stay with the Rangers and or the Islanders, possibly the Devils. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that he would stay in New York. So yeah. that's that's one thing you really have to uh, take into consideration as well. So with that being said, trade deadline is going to be interesting. Yes. We are most likely going to be covering that. I'm going to see about YouTube Live. I'm going to see if we can go on YouTube Live and do that. But uh, before we end it off, again, just an amazing week coming up for not only the Leafs, but the NHL and the OHL. Yep, and the All-Star Games coming up on Friday or on uh, Saturday night. Yes, everyone enjoy the All-Star weekend. It's going to be a great one, especially when there's no Matthews, but uh, the uh, the skills competition is going to be fun. You're getting to see the uh, the rivalry game between yeah. the Canada the Canadian women's team and the Canadians uh, or the Canadian women and Canadian US hockey teams. That's going to be a really fun one to watch. And the, is, it a th- is it a three-on-three tournament? Did yes, they? yes, it is a three-on-three tournament. That's going to be really fun. Uh, and then, of course, you got the the classic breakaway challenge. you got the hardest shot. They removed the shootout and skills. All, and, and, and all the the rest of the... Exactly. It's, the skills competition is going to be really fun. The actual tournament is going to be really fun as well. I'm honestly, because of my hockey ultimate team in NHL, I'm pulling for the Central Division. I want that 95 McKinnon. <laughs> I think the Atlantic Division will win. I think the Atlantic Honestly, will win. I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. But I'm my I, I gotta go with the Central Division. Like I I hate to cheer against Marner and Freddie, but you know, but yeah, Central Division. I mean, like speaking of the All Star Weekend and the the tournament that's coming up, leave your picks down below in the comment section below because we want to know what your thoughts are on the All Star Weekend. We want to know who you think is gonna win. Who's gonna be the tournament? Cheer on the Atlantic Division, folks. At the Atlantic Division. That's going to be the best one out of the whole one. And my question is, Jigme, who's going to win that car? And who's going to win the million dollars? Which division is going to win the million dollars? And what MVP is going to win the car? Nathan McKinnon is going to win the car as MVP? And the Central is going to win. Central is going to win the million bucks. I don't know. Pastor not going to win the car. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I'm uh, just, yeah. in, in all honesty, it's, it's anyone's game. It's really exciting. This is going to be a good one. So, once again, thank you guys for thank listening. You. Thank you for watching, wherever you're watching this. Um, thank you again. Uh, please do share this with all your family and friends. Um, we do appreciate your support um, all these years and all these these great times that we've had. And we're excited to bring you another one very soon. So, yeah, stay tuned for the latest updates and more uploads. So once again, if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, you can go ahead and do so. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on social media, which ours are, uh, links will be down below. And if you haven't already done so, watch some hockey. I guarantee you, if you haven't done it, you won't regret it. Yeah. Enjoy the All-Star Game this weekend, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.